Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. Oh, I got a good one for you today. As I kick off Love and Relationships Month on NOL, I decided to start with the topic of people who lead double lives, cheating, infidelity, how to know if your partner is seeing someone else behind your back. Being in a relationship that seems happy is no guarantee, as you're going to find out today. Of course, don't worry, I do have cuter topics coming up about dating and relationships this month, but I think that this topic is particularly informative and very important because people don't generally discuss it. So you're going to get a lot of great tips today. I am thrilled to have Ruth Houston with us. Ruth is an internationally recognized infidelity expert and the author of Is He Cheating on You? 829 Telltale Signs, which documents practically every known sign of infidelity, including the subtle signs that people usually overlook. Ruth has been researching infidelity for over 20 years, and her expertise encompasses both male and female infidelity. Ruth is frequently called on by the media to comment on celebrity infidelity, high-profile infidelity court cases, and popular infidelity issues in the news. She has appeared as a guest on well over 500 radio and TV news and talk shows in the U.S., Canada, Europe, South America, Australia, Africa, and the Caribbean. And in addition to researching and writing about infidelity, Ruth also conducts seminars and lectures, does personal consultations by phone, and has written a variety of infidelity ebooks, tip sheets, and special reports. She has a variety of websites. Her main one is infidelityadvice.com. She's also got reallifeinfidelity.com, infidelitynewsandviews.com, and isthecheatingonyou.com. That's my favorite. You can also pick up her book on Amazon, and I'll also provide in the show notes a link to her ebook with a bonus affair recovery section, which is available on BookLocker. And if you want to join her free infidelity email list for tips and practical advice, contact her there at infidelityA2Z at gmail.com. I'll also provide that in the show notes um, with all the links to her websites. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, Ruth. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, you have quite a story. What, what led you to becoming an internationally known infidelity expert? Well, I had one of those marriages that was the envy of all my friends, business associates. Everything was beautiful. We had no problems. And then suddenly I found out he was cheating quite by accident. What happened was in the course of doing, I was working as a journalist, a magazine writer for many years, and I, was, I always recorded my interviews So I had done a series of interviews for a particular article, and when I sat down to play back those interviews, lo and behold, interspersed between those interviews that I had recorded from the line in my home office, unbeknownst to me, my now (laughs) ex-husband had made a number of phone calls on the bedroom extension, not realizing the calls were being picked up on the recording equipment (laughs) in my office. And that's how I found out that he was seeing, despite the beautiful relationship we had, he was seeing three other women behind my back, and I had absolutely no clue. 
none whatsoever. Wow. And I had no idea how to handle the situation. I was at a complete loss as to why something like this would even have happened since we had a beautiful relationship, no problems, you know, nothing that would indicate because you, you have the impression, well, there's a problem and that's why the person's cheating, not so. Mm-hmm. What I did, because I had no clue on how to handle it, in fact, the first thing I did was run out to my local Barnes & Noble and buy every book that they had on the topic of infidelity, which at that time, 20-plus years ago, was the grand total of five books. Those oh, five gosh, books nothing. did not tell me what I needed to know. And so I persuaded one of the magazines that I was writing for at the time to let me do a series of articles on infidelity. That way I figured I could gain access to all the leading marriage and family counselors, divorce attorneys, infidelity investigators, psychologists, psychiatrists, sociologists, anyone even remotely related with infidelity. I thought that I could find clues as to what on earth could have happened in such a perfect relationship. And once I got started searching, I never stopped. What started out as a fact-finding mission turned out to be a second career. Now it, was, it became my life's work. There was so much information that was not readily available 20 years ago, which is very different now, which we'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. there was so much information that I promised myself that once I finished a series of articles and once I recovered from my ordeal, I would start sharing the things that I learned with other women who might find themselves in that situation because there was so much out there, so much to be aware of that just was not readily available unless you were a researcher or journalist. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I have no idea how that dude was able to juggle four women at one time. That blows my mind. Very clever. It was just, it just Apparently. It blew my mind. <laughs> it blew my wow. mind because all this was happening right under my nose. And the first thing I wanted to know was like, what could I possibly have missed? Well, how could I not have seen this? And there were many, many signs, but they were subtle signs, things you would not even associate with somebody cheating. The signs were there. But I didn't know what to look for. Knowing what to look for is the key. Absolutely. And I want to hold on to that because that is like the meat of our conversation, what to look for, the signs. But first, I want to know from your research, what did you find since you were in a happy relationship yourself and it was just this mind-boggling thing? Why do people cheat? What is this all about? Is it anybody's fault? What's going on? Well, you know, it's interesting because men and women tend to cheat for different reasons. But the first thing that blew my mind was that a happy marriage is no guarantee against infidelity. In fact, um, several years after I started my research, uh, there were three studies done that were published in medical journals, the results of which showed that happy, bottom line, happy husbands cheat too. A husband in a good relationship or a man in a happy relationship, a husband in a good marriage, will cheat because it's good. And that might sound contradictory, but they're cheating because what they have is so good, they feel that if they go out and do, you know, something on the side, it couldn't possibly affect what they have because it's so good. So (laughs) you think... 
Wow. What's the whole point of having a good marriage if he's still going to, you know, if there's still a possibility right. of him going out and cheating? So right, you just stay really single. have to kind of be aware of what these things are. And subtle signs, I mean, things that you would never even think. Um, in writing, my, my book started out to be a series of books on different aspects of infidelity. And, of course, the first thing is how to identify it. You need to know that it's going on before you can do anything about it. Right. Okay. So a lot of my female friends and I, we talk about women's instincts and how you should always trust your gut. And if your stomach's turning over something, like a behavior that your partner is doing or something is just bothering you, how do you know if, you're, if you should trust your gut or if you're just being paranoid? Well, you're, when you have that gut feeling, you know, people say, oh, intuition, oh, it's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a scientific basis for that. What has actually happened is that your subconscious mind has picked up a number of these subtle signs, signs that on a conscious level you're not aware of, but your subconscious mind has picked up many of those subtle signs, and that's why you start getting that feeling something is going on, something's not right. So trust that. So you should trust it. Yeah, yes. you should trust. You should. It. If you don't have a history of being insecure or paranoid or, you know, have past issues with men, if you don't see, you know, a monster under every rock, if that's not your nature, um, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, you, you can trust what's there. But, again, and you'll hear me say this multiple times, knowing what to look for is the key. Now, let's talk about some of those subtle signs. They could mm-hmm. be such subtle things as eye contact. That's something that you might not be conscious of. Certainly in most cases, the cheater is not conscious of it, so it's not a sign that they can cover up. So once the person really starts seriously and and Incidentally, many of the signs of impending infidelity are very similar to signs of an affair already in progress, a full-blown affair. So it starts, when they first start thinking about cheating, they are sort of toying with the idea, but seriously considering it. What happens is that now they're plotting in their mind, well, how can I get away with it when when I see her? Uh, you know, how would it work out? And, and how would I keep it a secret? How would I keep her from not knowing? And, you know, how would this whole, what are the logistics of this whole thing? When they start thinking along those lines, subconsciously, they will no longer be able to maintain the type of eye contact with you that <laughs> they did in the past. So there may be no eye contact at all when you talk to each other, or he may, you know, there may be greatly diminished contact. It's a subtle sign. If you know to look for it, you pick up on it right away. He'll have no clue that he's given himself away. Now, again, um, there are multiple signs. Uh, You never, never, one thing I want to caution the listeners about. You never, never want to just go on the basis of one or two or even a dozen telltale signs, because if somebody is really cheating, they're going to be dozens and dozens of signs, most of which will be 
subtle. So when you, you know, think, oh, I think something's going on, let me check the Internet, see what the top ten signs are, you can be very easily misled in, if you're going to rely on the presence or the absence of the, the classic signs of infidelity, that, that typical top ten that you're going to find on the Internet. You can be very easily misled by that. Seeing some of those top ten signs does not necessarily mean that your partner's cheating on you. There could be very valid reasons for seeing some of those signs, like um, mysterious phone calls, coming in late, uh, you know, excuses, things of that sort, money missing from the bank account, those types of things. There could be very valid reasons that you would sure. see those things. You know, it could be a drug or gambling problem or business loss. It could be something like that. But if you don't see any of the classic signs of infidelity, there could also that does not mean, that's no guarantee that you've got a faithful mate. Those uh. top ten signs are all over the Internet. <laughs> Everybody knows them, including the cheater. A cautious <laughs> cheater or a very experienced cheater will cover those, those are the first signs that they will cover up. So you probably won't see those signs. Because, as I said, those are the first signs they're going to think to cover up. I mean, how hard is it to cover 10 signs? Talking about 10 signs. (laughs) So don't always trust what you read on the Internet, everybody. You know, like the top 10 signs, they're a little too generalized. I love this idea of there being so many subtle, tiny signs, um, little things that you might normally miss. So you mentioned the, the eye contact changing. What else might be a subtle sign? One of the things that came out was that um, in my research was that there are roughly 20 categories of telltale signs. Now, if a person is really cheating, you are going to see clusters, provided you know what to look for, you will see clusters of signs from several of those different categories. There is no way a cheater can cheat and not display any signs at all. That's just impossible. Knowing what to look for is the key. There will always be some signs. We're talking about signs such as conversational clues, for example. Um, When the cheater uh, starts to cheat, you may see, first of all, you may hear a certain name that constantly crops up in the conversation. And I'm always <laughs> talking about Mary, Mary, Mary. Every Mary did this, Mary did that. Mary <laughs> said this, Mary said that. Everything is Mary. Then suddenly, uh-huh. without warning, Mary's name drops completely out of the conversation, and you never hear anything else about Mary. That's a very deadly sign. Mary mm. is the one he's cheating with or planning to cheat with. So... Conversational clues, what he chooses or refuses to talk about, can alert you that he's having an affair. They start mentioning Mm -hmm. new people, new places, new things. There could be lifestyle changes, something, um, something very, you know, things that are very subtle, for example. Suddenly, uh, a person who never drinks anything other than beer suddenly overnight acquires a knowledge of. vintages of wine. Where did this body of knowledge come from all of a sudden out of the blue? <laughs> if it was legitimate, you would have seen it developing. But right. no, here it is. All of a sudden, he knows all about Magical. that. Magical. Get this knowledge from. Yeah. From 
the other woman. <laughs> I think it's interesting about just mentioning new people all of a sudden, like, like, oh, I never heard about that friend before. Who's this friend again? You know, that kind of thing. And there may be people that, you know, places, people, uh, you know, that you've never heard of. And the interesting thing is that they could be, uh, it could be the other woman if it's a female name, or it could be friends of the other woman, or get this, it, they could be non-existent people, people that don't exist. I had this, this um, one situation That's weird. where this, <laughs> this man created a friend that didn't exist. So uh, this high school, this, this college friend, uh, oh, I'm going to see, you know, Tad. We're going to, you know, I'm going to go out and spend the weekend with him. Um, oh, you know, Tad's mom is, you know, in the hospital. I'm going to go out and, you know, give him, you know, a shoulder to cry on, you know, give him some support. And then all the way through to the, 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 uh, the mom died and, you know, I've got to go to the funeral and come to find out there was no Tad. Ted did not exist. That was a cover-up for getting blocks of time to spend with the mistress. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch if if you've never met someone's friends, you've never met any of their friends, but you keep hearing about random people. That's a that would to me would be a big sign. Absolutely, but then you don't want to feel like you're being overly suspicious. You know, you don't want to feel that. Well, I need to. But you know what? The other thing, the, the, there's so much misinformation on the internet. The, you know, one of the one of the the things that I totally disagree with is that if you really think something is going on, then you shouldn't snoop. Yes, you should. You have every right to snoop. How will you find out? You know. Yeah. And then the other thing is, that, you know, oh. You know, if you think something is wrong, ask. Well, that, that, that's the most ridiculous thing that I ever heard of. Rule number one, never ask a cheater if he's cheating. The answer is always <laughs> going to be no. Cheaters lie. Liars cheat. Do you really mm. think you're going to get the truth? The only way that uh, it, it's very rare. And one of those rare instances is that the person is cheating because it's what we call an exit affair. They want out of the relationship but they're too cowardly to let you know. So they, they, ah. they know that cheating is a deal breaker for you. So they're going to cheat and then let you discover it. And then when you, when you confront them finally, then it will be, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I really was. You know, come on, when they, <laughs> when they come out with that type of a confession, most of the time it does not bode well for the future of the relationship. Of course. So, Sometimes they really do want to get caught for their own reasons. Okay. Okay. Well, so if if they don't want to get caught and you're suspecting this, you feel this like impending infidelity coming and you're starting to see some subtle signs, is it possible to stop it from happening? Can you stop the cheater in his tracks? You you sometimes you can if you catch it early enough. Um, many times it will be an emotional infidelity that hasn't taken a physical turn. But if it's not checked, not put in check, it will eventually develop into a physical relationship. Now, the thing with physical or sexual relationships versus emotional relationships is this. Rarely, very rarely, will a person leave their marriage or relationship just for sex. But mm-hmm. if they've got a strong emotional bond with someone, 
then they will they will leave the relationship or the marriage on the basis of a very strong emotional bond, even if there's no sex involved. Wow. If you have allowed that to slip past your knowledge and that emotional relationship develops into a sexual relationship and you've got that dual emotional and sexual bond, that's a situation that's almost impossible to recover from. Right. So, so you have to be you have to be aware. And it's not yeah. so much, you know, of that, well, I'm just going to go sneak, snooping and this and that. It's not about that. You know, here's the thing. The chances of, let, let's compare, and, you know, someone might say, well, how dare you compare infidelity with breast cancer? But here's, here's why. One out of eight women will develop breast cancer in her lifetime. Okay. Now... Two out of every three women will become a victim of infidelity in her lifetime. Oh, so pretty much all of us. We're told as women to do uh, a self-examination, to check, you know, breast uh, examination every month, even though it's like one out of eight chances that it could happen to us. So now here you are, you've got something, two out of three um, chances that it's likely to happen to you, and you don't want to check, you don't want to put any checks and balances in place and you know, be alert and aware of what's going on. That doesn't make sense. Right. doesn't make any sense. And I know a lot of people who have been in long-term marriages and they just kind of get to this point where they're like, oh, I, I trust my partner. I, I totally trust my, my husband. I totally trust my wife. And they just let them go off and do their things and go on their trips with their friends. And they don't for a second question it. And to them, that means that it's a healthy relationship. But that's like the perfect opportunity for somebody to cheat. Absolutely. Trust, but verify. <laughs> okay, we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Trust, but verify. But Don't verify. Just, you know, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Be aware. Know your mate. Know who their friends are. Know what their hobbies are. Know who yeah. their business associates are. Be aware. Know their daily routine. Don't be so oblivious to your mate's daily routine that when something out of the ordinary happens, you don't even recognize it. Right. So let's talk about behaviors. How do they act when they're cheating or when they're hiding something? What should you look for in terms of their behaviors? Before I get too deep into that, it's important to know that no two cheaters will display exactly the same signs of infidelity. That's why you really have to know your mate. Knowing what to look okay. for is the key. Because some of the things, some of the signs are very, very contradictory. For example, you've heard, well, uh, if if uh, there's less sex in the relationship, that's a sign of infidelity. But just the opposite can be true. If all of a sudden there's more sex in the relationship, that could be a sign of infidelity as well. Now he's learning new tricks or he wants to practice things on you before he moves on <laughs> he transfers wow. those skills to the mistress. So, <sighs> And then a lot of times the excitement, the sexual excitement of of uh, an illicit affair spills over into the primary relationship. So now he wants more sex. So mm-hmm. contradictory. You have to know what's normal for your mate, for your relationship, right. for your circumstances. Some of them okay. become more attentive. 
some of them become less attentive. Um, one example, um, suddenly the, the cheater may become overly concerned about your schedule, where are you going, how long are you going to be there, what time are you coming back. You could easily misinterpret that to mean, oh, he cares, you know, he's really interested, <laughs> uh, you know, he... Uh, you know, he's concerned about me, or maybe he's even jealous. And the reason he's really asking is because he wants to know when the coast is clear. So he uh-huh. doesn't want to get caught. Where are you going to be? How long are you going to be there? Uh, how much time am I going to have to spend with her? So wow. you want to, you know, but then it could be just the opposite. Suddenly he's no longer interested in where you're going or what you're doing. He doesn't ask, you know, um, what you're doing for the weekend or where you and your girlfriends are hanging out or any of that. He's just not concerned because his interests are elsewhere. So it, wow. it could be very, very contradictory. Some okay, so it depends on the more man. Talkative. Some become very quiet and introspective. So it dep- exactly depends on the man. So you need to know what's the norm for your partner because what it all boils down to this is this, change. You're looking for changes. Whether, whether these things seem contradictory or not, which they can if you, you know, read lists and look at things on the Internet, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. What you're basically looking for is a change, a change from the norm. There is no way that a cheater can cheat without changing something in their normal Mm -hmm. routine. It could be what he talks about or the tone he uses when he speaks to you or, you know, maybe he no longer uses his little pet name for you, um, you know, how he he relates to you. Um, You know, he'll treat you differently, even on a subconscious level. Hey, Bunny, sweetheart. With all this talk about infidelity, I think it's important to stay protected, even if you think you're in a happy, healthy relationship. I know that sounds dark, but it is what it is. So, I have a resource for you. If you go to my website, ladyfoxentertainment.com slash resources partners page, uh, you will find a link, stdcheck.com. You'll get a special deal through NOL to get your status. So get your status, get your results. It's super confidential. Know where you stand and uh, have that conversation with your partner. Make sure that everybody is protected. Once again, that's ladyfoxentertainment.com. Go to the resources partners page. You can access it immediately from the homepage of the website. And now back to the show with the amazing Ruth Houston. I'm wondering, what about his behavior around other women? That can sometimes clue you into who that partner is. Most of the time... Cheaters don't cheat with total strangers. You know, if it's a one-night stand, yes. But if it's an affair that's going on or about to go on, there's a relationship there. They have been in contact often enough for them to build a bond, for him to connect with that person and want to take it to another level. So, you know, that, that's going to be um, evident in the way he... Tr- he acts around this person. Mm-hmm. I just had that happen to me. <laughs> As I said, you rarely cheat with total strangers. So it's going to be someone that he works with. It's going to be a, a workmate, a neighbor, uh, a business acquaintance, uh, a family friend, believe it or not. 
your best friend that happens ah. more frequently than than uh you know people like to admit but it does happen who does he come in contact with often enough you know someone he meets at the gym uh someone he meets golfing so happy hour the the happy exactly. hour joint that he likes to go Hanging to Hanging out after work or his hobby, I mean, share his hobbies and his interests. You know, he likes golf and you hate it. Well, guess what? If he really likes it that much and he runs into someone that he can bond with over golf, then guess what? You're on the outside. Right. Totally. You need to, you need to, to you know, be aware of, in other words, know him. Know mm-hmm. him as well as you possibly can. And another thing that's important is that as soon as you, and even now it's not too late, but as soon as you see yourself getting serious about someone, if you're dating um, or if you're, you've been in a relationship uh, and you start, you need to have what I call the infidelity talk. Uh, yes, it sounds very oh, serious, and yeah. it is. You need to define what infidelity is. What counts as cheating? You know, what in our relationship, what's going to count as cheating? Because in general terms, men feel that if there's no sex involved, it's not cheating, which, um, you know, paves the way for an emotional uh, form of infidelity with no guilt on his part because he doesn't see Mm -hmm. the harm in it. Or some men don't see a blowjob as having sex. (laughs) That's true, too. That's true, too. So you need to define that. What's it going to be? Is it going to be kissing? Is it going to be meeting somebody of the opposite sex um, behind the other person's back? What is it going to be? And the two of you need to agree on that. Because if you don't, you've already got a problem. So have that infidelity talk. If it's a deal breaker, they need to know up front because... You know, what if it's what if you don't agree and then he feels, well, all right, I messed up this time, but, you know, give me another chance and then, you know, another chance and another chance. Where, where do the chances stop? You know, what's going right. to be the consequence if, if one party cheats? You need to have that. You need to be clear on that before you get too deep into the relationship. If you're already in the relationship, it's not too late to have that infidelity talk. You need to be clear what infidelity is, what counts as cheating, and what will be the consequences. You know, am I going to leave? Am I going to give you another chance? And you don't always know. When it happens to you, I mean, you may have a clear-cut course of action in your mind until it actually happens to you. Right. And then it's a different story. You may decide, uh, if you cheat on me, we're going to break up. But then when it actually happens, then you're like, oh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to let this go. Because maybe he, he or she has a billion different excuses, some of them that make sense. Like, like it was accidental. Like, we just were working late one night. Or we were at the office dealing with a project, and it just happened. Exactly. You know, and then there's certain things that you shouldn't do when you find out. Um, you know, first of all... Uh, you can't make a, a decision about how to handle the situation until you get as many of the facts as you can. So, you know, the, the worst thing to do, and um, I have an e-book coming out um, within the next month or so on um, what, you shouldn't, what not to do if he's cheating on you. And it's um, an expansion of a, what I used to do as a free tip sheet, five things you shouldn't do if he's cheating on you. But one of the main things is, that you shouldn't do in the very beginning is don't leave or put him out. 
Now, it may actually come down to that, but you don't want to do that right away because you kick him out, then you don't know what's going on. You haven't had a chance to gather any facts. How often is he seeing her? How serious is it? Who is this person? You need to know certain facts before you can make an intelligent decision about how to handle the situation. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to dealing with infidelity. What works for one uh, situation may not work for the other. You know, there may be children involved. There may be financial things involved. You need to find out what's going on. And you need certain facts before you can even confront them about what you have found out. You need to, you know, you need to know because, again, liars cheat, cheaters lie. So you need to have enough proof so that when you do confront them, and you should, you should never ignore what's going on thinking, oh, well, you know, it'll blow over. What if it doesn't? The longer it goes on, the worse it can get. Uh, If it reaches the point of no return, then you've lost that window window of opportunity to salvage it if that's what you choose to do. So the whole premise behind this this um, upcoming ebook is that you don't want to do anything in those first few days, weeks of discovering the affair that could work against the final decision that you decide to make. Uh, it's not advocating that you leave. It's not advocating that you give the cheater another chance. That's a decision only you can make. But you don't want to do anything that can cancel out whatever that plan, that course of action is that you decide to take. If you jump up and leave, then um, uh, and then you, you've decided to get a divorce, then uh, what happens? Sometimes the courts look upon that as, as uh, an abandonment situation, leaving the marital residence. So, you know, should you do that? You, it's better to do nothing and, and get a sense of what's really going on than to make a wow. hasty decision that okay. can, you know, undermine or sabotage what you're going to end up doing. You know, what if you decide right. to stay together and, you know, one of the things you shouldn't do is run out and tell, you know, all your friends and neighbors and, you know, girlfriends, you know, family members. What if you decide to stay together? Then now... uh they can make it very difficult for you. They say, you know, elephants never get. Well, that never forget. Well, same thing can happen to the <laughs> the, fa- the friends and family members you right. told about the affair. So you are trying to get things. The both of you have worked it out. You're trying to get things back on track, and they're giving him, yeah. you know, the evil eye every the time. The evil they're eye, around. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, totally. they're making things difficult for him, and. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not going to work for you. So you need to know certain things that you, you shouldn't do, you know. Okay. Okay, so that's great. So, and by the way, I'm going to, once again, everybody out there listening, provide that in the show notes of how you can get those tip sheets uh, from Ruth. But I want to talk about Valentine's Day and like major holidays and why you think cheating is especially prevalent around such days. Well, um, and, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I do what I call... Uh, infidelity awareness campaigns. I do three of them a year. Uh, the one, the upcoming one now is, and which is the longest running one, is the Valentine's Day infidelity awareness campaign. But there's also a summer infidelity awareness campaign and a Christmas infidelity awareness campaign. Now, with mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, that's the time, and you've got um, Mistress Day, which is uh, February 13th. 
the day before <laughs> Valentine's Day, wow. unofficial holiday, but that's usually the time when <laughs> men who are cheating, women who are cheating, will make contact with that affair partner, that secret lover. They're either going the to you know, they're either looking to give or receive that traditional Valentine's Day gift. So you've got a three-day window of opportunity where even if they don't, um, you know, Valentine's Day is usually reserved for the wife or the primary partner. But if they've got Uh a mistress, then when are they going to see her? They've got to see her usually the day before or the day after or (laughs) during the day if it's a workplace affair. But you see now Uh with the day after, see, then she's like an afterthought. And so, that you know, that doesn't bode well if they're trying to keep that illicit relationship going. Uh-huh. So, so wow. and he's you know if he's cheating, he's got to he's got to get her a Valentine's Day gift. How's he going to do? You know, not give her a gift if he wants to stay in her good graces or in her bed, then he'd better <laughs> have a Valentine's Day gift for her. And That's right. If at all possible, he's got to deliver that gift in person. You know, and we're not mm-hmm. just saying that men are the ones only ones doing the cheating. If a woman has a secret lover, she's got to make herself available to get her secret lover's Valentine's Day gift. So there is a, a three-day uh, window of opportunity where they're going to make contact with each other. So that's when that, that infidelity is really kind of at its peak, and that's the best time to catch a cheating mate. Normally, I don't advocate the use of private investigators because you can spend a lot of money, and it can run over an extended period of time, and you can still come up empty. But that's the one time that I do advocate that if you're going to hire a private investigator to check out your mate and uh, zero in on, on, on proof of infidelity, court admissible proof of infidelity. Sometimes you don't want court admissible proof. You just want to know if it's going on. Right. But if you're going to hire an investigator, that's the best time because now you're talking about three days at the very most. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you've got a pretty good clue that it's going on, you may even be able to narrow it down. Well, it's somebody that he's working with, so he's either going to see her, you know, at lunchtime on Valentine's Day or, you know, after work, uh, the day before Valentine's Day or the day after before he, you know, day of after, after work on Valentine's Day before he comes home to me. So you've got a pretty good idea and you can limit your expenses if you're hiring an investigator. But then there are also things to be aware of, which is what the Valentine's Day Infidelity Awareness Campaign is all about. There are certain things that occur around Valentine's Day that can either confirm or you know, give you proof or alert you that an affair is going on. A lot of times the cheater is caught by the, the, the gifts they give or receive. Flowers, for example. There was um, one, one case a single woman had been dating this guy for about three months, and she had no idea that he was a married man until she got his Valentine's Day flowers and the notes were mixed up. And here's this, this <laughs> glowing uh, declaration of love to his loving wife when she had no idea that he was even married. Wow. So that happens quite frequently, a mix-up in the, in the, in the um, 
the flowers. Do you notice so, too that with some of your clients that certain men will buy the same gift for both their wife as well as the mistress? Absolutely. So if you find a receipt or a credit card bill or a store receipt for two identical gifts, well, you got one. Who got the other one? Somebody did. Or, <laughs> you know, sometimes they, 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 think, they think they're making it easy for themselves. Well, I'll buy her the same piece of jewelry. I just buy two of the same pieces of jewelry, and, you know, that will eliminate a lot of the, you know, what should I get for this one and then for that one. Or you may see um, receipts after, and I do uh, run an article at the very end of that Valentine's Day Infidelity Awareness Program uh, that of gifts uh, post-Valentine's Day signs, signs that show up shortly after Valentine's Day. You find um, a bill for $300 worth of lingerie from Victoria's Secret. Well, you didn't get it. Where, yes. Who got it? Somebody yeah. did. It wasn't you. <laughs> that one's pretty obvious. That's bad. But uh, sometimes they can be so careless or so caught up in what they're doing that uh, they don't cover their tracks. Or they think, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, you, know, you, you just let them go. You don't check up on what they're doing. You don't snoop. You're not aware of what's going on. So he figures, eh, she never looks at, the, at the, the credit card bills when they come in. So there's no need to cover that up. Well, look, know what's going on. Be aware. Totally. You got to know your mate. Even if it's a new partner, you got to look at how it's been for the first month and then what's changing now. Because you can, you can spot this stuff very early on, right? Absolutely. If you know what to look for, if you know what types of things, what types of changes to look for. So you, you never want to just take it for granted that, oh, this is a beautiful relationship and nothing could possibly happen. Oh, yes, <laughs> it could happen to you. You know, no one is, is, is immune to infidelity. It can happen to anyone at any time. It has nothing to do with age or length of, of length or quality of relationship, uh, economic status, uh, educational background. It, it's not linked to any of those things because infidelity cuts across all the, uh, the whole spectrum of that. And it can happen yep. to anyone at any time. Yeah. So that makes me think, Ruth, like what's the point of anyone ever getting married? <laughs> well, no, we don't want to look at it that way. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be totally pessimistic, but it's just be aware. Put certain checks and balances in place. Uh, when you have a lot of innocent little everyday things can lead to infidelity if you're not aware of what they are. You, uh, and the workplace is the number one place, between the workplace and the, in, and the Internet, those are the top two places where cheaters find their affair partners. And it may start mm-hmm. out very innocently. You may have a certain workmate that you meet for lunch every day. You have lunch every day with that workmate. It sounds innocent enough, but now if this continues and goes on and on, then it's no longer a conversation about what's going on in the workplace. Now it becomes, oh, you know, my wife, my girlfriend, uh, you know, this is going on, that's going on. When that when that conversation turns from business to personal. When you give any indication that you're dissatisfied with the relationship that you're in, that opens the door. 
maybe you didn't mean for it to do that, but if that person has any interest in you and they see that there is a possibility of something going further because there's dissatisfaction in the relationship, then now they can start to worm their way into your heart, so to speak. You want to be aware of things like that. Um, don't leave yourself open to situations. Um, business travel. Uh, you have to meet with your, your colleague about the, the client meeting the two of you have tomorrow. Well, why should you meet in that person's hotel room? Hotels have <laughs> business centers. Hotels have lobbies. Lobbies, why leave, yes. you know, what is the whole? What's the focal point of a hotel room? The bed. You know, <laughs> why you even want that? Why you even want to have a business yeah. meeting in a room where the focal point is the bed? Come on. Yeah. Uh, you may not be thinking about it, but things can happen. So you have the business meeting, you discuss the points and say, all right, let's, let's have a drink and, you know, wind down. You're, you're opening the door. You're opening yeah. the door for something to happen. Well, on the bright side of things, I think there are still good people out there who don't feel like they need to be secretive or hide or go behind other people's backs and just are above board and straight shooters, right? Absolutely. And um, the, the key to all of this, to avoiding all of this, is to have a completely open communication, a transparent relationship, no secrets. No Exactly. Secrets because no secrets. affairs thrive on secrecy. So yes. now if you know each other's passwords, each other's daily routine, if you have access to each other's social media accounts. There's no way, and you, you may have that access and never use it, but uh, the point is to have that freedom of access because if you're being open and above board about everything that's going on, none of that can sneak in. There can't be any secret meetings after work if you are open and upfront about your daily routine, what you're doing today. Yep. And, and it's not, you know, it's not like you, you're reporting in and all of that. It's just a normal yeah. thing that you establish at the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people see that as reporting in and then they feel like they need to like have their own time. This is my time. This is when I do what I want. And I don't need to tell you where I'm going. But you know, now here's the thing. Why would you want to hide it? You don't have to necessarily tell them, well, I'm going here, I'm going there. But if they ask you where you're going and the answer is, well, none of your business. Well, why do you want to know? Well, you know, that's my, you know, my affair. I'm going with my friends. Which friend? You know, it, it, what, you know why are you going to be cagey about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, uh, it's a guy. Yeah. Uh, the guys and I are going over. You're going over to, 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 to uh, you know, Johnny's place to watch the Super Bowl. Now, that's another thing. Super Bowl is coming up. And, um, you know, do you know? If he says to you, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl with the guys, is he really there watching the Super Bowl? And, you know, I don't want to make people feel paranoid, but you have to be aware of what could happen. Yes. You know, if... Well, look at you. He had three other women. How is that possible? I still can't get my head around that. I know. Two of them lived in our apartment complex. I, know, I knew all three of them, but I had no Ugh. idea that this was going on. I went on a press trip. Um, I did a lot of travel writing. I went on a press trip and came back, and it wasn't until after I started researching this that all this came back to me. Went on a press trip, came back home, and um, 
I was, you know, preparing uh, dinner, and when uh, when I went to get a food storage bowl from the cabinet, I looked and I was like, why are these things all on the wrong shelf, you know? And so I, I you know, I said to him, um, honey, let me show you where the storage bowls go. And he goes, like, I know where they go. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, well, gee, why are they all on the wrong shelf if you know where they go? Mm. And um, in one of those conversations that I had inadvertently recorded, I found out that during the time I was away on that press trip, he had, invite, had invited one of these women into our apartment to spend that weekend. She did the cooking, she did the dishes, put them away. That's why they were on the wrong shelf. Wow. So, you know, things were out of place, but I had no clue why. I saw them, but I didn't connect it with anything like that. That breaks my heart that he brought somebody into into the home. I, ugh, ugh. That that happens more often, and sometimes the mistress can be very, very, very devious in that she will come into your home and purposely plant things for you to find. <laughs> you know, stick her panties under the mattress or you know uh-huh. under the couch earring. behind the yeah <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so you, you don't know you you so. Be alert. Keep your eyes open. Know what to look for. Be aware of what these subtle signs are. Don't be paranoid, but just be aware. Aware. Be aware. You never want to be the last one to know. You cannot afford to be the last one to know. If you, you know, if you're the last one to find out, you have no chance to protect yourself legally if you're married, to, no chance to protect yourself legally or financially. If you're not married, no, pl- no chance to protect yourself sexually. I mean, there are things out there that you don't want. You know? And if you don't yes. know what's going on, then, um, you know. And then the, the other thing, too, is that if he's cheating, you need to know who he's cheating with. What kind of person is he, is he cheating with? You have women out there who are violent. And if the affair is discovered and they are on the losing side of the affair, then, (laughs) you know, he may, you know, have every intention of cutting it off. But how is that going to sit with her? What is she capable of doing if he decides (laughs) to break off that affair? Is she going to stalk you? Is she going to stalk the children? Do you need to get a restraining order? What kind of person is she? Is she mentally unstable? Is she going to commit suicide? Is she going to threaten to you know, harm you or her family, will she ruin his reputation? Is she going to go to his boss and say, hey, look, you know, this is going on, and we know that there's a company policy against this, but we did it anyway, and come on, you don't know what she's capable of doing. You need to find out. Is she promiscuous? Has she done this type of thing before? He needs to know who he's cheating with, and I'm not advocating cheating, but they don't, goes they don't check ways. the mistresses out, and so right. you have to do the homework. You need to check it out. You need to know because your safety could be in, in your life, your health could be in jeopardy. If you don't know what kind of person he's dealing with, you have no yep. idea what this woman is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So maybe that will stop some of you guys or gals out there from taking those steps to go and cheat. You should think twice about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, remember David Letterman, the, yes. the affair that he had. and. When the primary partner, when his his mistress's boyfriend found out about the affair, he 
tried to blackmail Letterman. And so that's how the whole thing came out in the open, because Letterman wasn't going to let himself be blackmailed, but this, you know, it, the whole thing blew up in his face. Um, some years ago, um, football player, a young, very unstable mistress, um, he was maintaining her financially, set her up an apartment. When, uh, when she found out that he was not leaving his wife for her, she shot him when he came to their little <gasps> love nest and went to sleep and fell asleep. She killed him and killed herself. <laughs> Whoa. You know, Whoa. mentally unstable. Men, <laughs> men are a very naive and some, well, I don't want to say naive, but I guess egotistic, we should put it that way. Um, yes. You know, why is she with you? Knowing if you haven't lied to her and misled her into thinking that you're single and available, if she knows you're married or in a committed relationship, then why is she with you? Don't think it's because, you know, you're the greatest, you know, sex partner in the world mm-hmm. or that you're, you know, you're so handsome and charming. She wants something. There's an ulterior motive. You know, it may but be if she doesn't, yeah, But if she doesn't know that you're married and she does, she th- assumes that you're single because you've told her that you are, and then she starts to find out that there may be something else going on and you're just hiding it from her and she starts to ask a lot of questions about it, don't be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these things can happen. In many cases, um, you know, women want to blame the mistress, but sometimes the mistress doesn't know that she's the mistress. Right, exactly. She has no idea that she's the other woman. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not fair to say, well, she, you know, lured my husband or my, my boyfriend or fiancé, she lured him away. No. No, that's not always the case. Sometimes, and then, you know, he he has a mouth. He can say no. You know, unless she's exactly. holding a gun to his head. You know, there's no long-term <laughs> relationship. He, right. it's, it's it's by choice. It's a choice he mm-hmm. made. No matter what excuse, and I've heard all kinds of excuses. Oh, uh, she got fat, or she wasn't interested in me or she didn't want to have sex anymore, or, you know, all her attention was on the children, or she was wrapped up in her career. For every excuse a man can give for cheating, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of men who had those exact same circumstances, but they did not cheat on their wife or their girlfriend. They chose to be faithful. So, it's yep. not about what, sh- what, the, what the wife or the girlfriend did or didn't do that made him go out and cheat. That was the choice that he made. He yes, made. Maybe some of those things were happening in the relationship, but he did not have to go out and cheat because of those things. Because what did that solve? How was that the exactly. solution to what was going on? Terrible, terrible, terrible. The world we live in. Oh, my gosh. I bet we could talk about this for like five more hours. I'm sure we could. There's so much to cover. Absolutely. (laughs) But and you know what, Ruth, maybe we can bring you back for another episode so we can continue the conversation. But everybody out there listening in the meantime, I encourage you to go to Amazon.com. I'm also going to provide the link to you to pick up Ruth's book, Is He Cheating on You? 829 Telltale Signs. 
And if you are out there listening and you want a personal consult with Ruth, you can reach out to her for that uh, via infidelityadvice.com, reallifeinfidelity.com, infidelitynewsandviews.com, isshecheatingonyou.com. These are all of her blogs, her various blogs, lots of tips. And you can email her directly to get on her tips list, which is infidelityA2Z at gmail.com. I'll also provide that in the show notes. Ruth, it's so awesome to have you on the show and to share all of this really important information for people because, you know, like you said, you can't always trust what the internet tells you. No, you can't. You can't. You don't want to put your stock in your trust in, in the internet. And bottom line, educate yourself about infidelity. Know what to look for. Knowing what to look for is the key. Know your mate. Know what to look for. And never think it can't happen to you because it can. Well, thank you so much for coming on Nothing Off Limits. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing all this awesome information with our listeners. My pleasure. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.